So Hayden. Yes. Brandon. You are previewing your podcast. Yes, we are. Um, what is your What is your goal with all of this? Why Why choosing a podcast in the first place? What exactly did you want to cover and, and give out to to this potential audience? What What value do you think you're going to bring to this audience? Well, I think as the um, digital space has um, you know exponentially have has um, grown over the last decade. You know, from, you know, the early years where it was, you know, creating, you know, platforms, you know, your MySpaces, your Facebooks, and, you know, and then it gravitated towards, you know, video, and, and then now it's circling, it circled back to photos and different photo platforms with Instagram and podcast and radio. Obviously, radio has always been, you know, on the forefront in its own space, mm-hmm. however, the evolution of people needing to consume more interesting content. It's just a natural fit for, you know, Hayden Films to go into the realm of podcasts so that we can be part of like a whole 360 degree output of micro content, as they're mm-hmm. calling it, so that you're not, you know, you're not able to get, you know, interesting stories from, you know, an article editorial piece well maybe there's some interesting quote or information through a photo or video or a long form video or short form video so it, it's just becoming the norm in in the 21st century that more content is better um, mm-hmm. but i think the overlap of the content makes more sense and i think it, it was just a, a a natural evolution for us to go down this realm of podcasts yeah. and as far as the audience is concerned i think if we can focus on, you know, a, a, a wide range of information, focusing on, you know, the areas that we feel our audience may, you know, be interested in, it, it'll be, you know, good long term. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and I, I like how you said how um, content consumption has been evolving, and and um, people being able to consume it on different platforms is definitely important, and I also think that uh, how convenient it is. Uh, to consume is also becoming more important, which is why I think podcasting is becoming more important because you can just passively put it on. Like how you said, ra- radio is kind of coming back. They can just be driving on the way to work or school and, and they can just be listening to this in the background. Or, you know, if they have the time at home to sit so and watch on YouTube, they can get the visual aspect of it as well. Um, so I think this is a definitely a step in the right direction for Hayden Films and uh, will open up more opportunities in the future mm-hmm. to, to expand. I mean, to follow up on, on, if you look at television and radio, I mean, 30, 40 years ago, let's, let's start with television, you had three um, networks, you know, you had your ABC, your CBS, NBC, NBC um, and so the market share for those three um, networks was extremely large. Mm-hmm. Now you have so many different platforms, streaming services, um, you know, social media platforms that have their own audience, and based on where some of these audience has our audience are coming from, based on you know demographics and age, you know, it, it makes more sense to have this diversified um, portfolio of content because if you're looking to get into the most broad um, realm of an audience, you know, Facebook might not do it. 
right know, yeah I, exactly and you want to make it easier for your audience you don't want to you don't want to say like okay you guys have to go to my twitch channel or you have to go to my youtube you want to be on every platform so that you make it as easy as possible for your audience to uh, consume your content without making it annoying for them mm-hmm. without making it it's it's just in that same realm of keeping it keeping it convenient for them so that they can do it right there if they're on Instagram or they can do it right there if they're on Twitter. Exactly. And I think that's another good point. I think if you look at, um, especially the mobile space, if you look at, um, you know, an iPhone versus an Android phone and, you know, I just ended up getting the, the Apple 10X here. And when you're setting up your phone, especially with, you know, the type of service that some of these um, retailers are giving you, when you're setting up your phone, okay, what notifications are important to me? You know, maybe because I'm on Instagram and I personally check Instagram two, three times a day because that's what I enjoy doing on my own, then that means I don't necessarily have to set up the notification, but maybe I want my notifications set up on maybe one of the global news networks just in case there's some sort of breaking news. Mm-hmm. I want to be notifi- notified on that. I don't want to d- have to see it in um, social media. I might want that notification. So, it, it, you know, that's why this diversification of content is because everyone again, seems to have their own custom way of consuming their content. And one custom solution is not the next custom solution for someone else. So Right. There is no there is no one answer to it. Exactly. Um, it's always changing. And even podcasts weren't as big as they are now. Twitter wasn't always as big as it is now. And the, it's, the platforms are going to keep evolving too. Um, and so when, when everybody starts banking on one thing, like I know a lot of people that put all of their efforts into Instagram, um, instead of like putting a little bit out on everything else just because they think Instagram is their strong suit, what they're going to find out is one day um, p- the attention isn't going to be on Instagram mm-hmm. anymore. Someone's going to, um, you know, there's this this app, uh, Anchor, that's coming out that's solely, it, it's basically Twitter for podcasting. You know, it's, it's an audio-based um, system. You know, one day the attention might all go there. Um, it's like all the people that put everything into Vine, and then as soon as Vine crashed, they had they had nothing else going for them, and then they had to figure out where to go uh, from there. So, being able to put this content on, on every platform doesn't only make it easy for the audience, but it gives you a nice backup in case something falls through, or if something starts to work well um, somewhere else, you can put more of your time there as well. Yeah, and that's that's another good point. I think you know it's almost like. You know, if if one platform has larger market share now, it doesn't mean it's going to maintain that supremacy indefinite. But if you use a drip process where you're touching these other platforms um, um, constantly, it's going to benefit you in really two um, ways. Number one, obviously, the Google algorithms, the Google bots, and the way, you know, these, you know, um, search engines are scouring the internet for relevance. And the more relevant your brand is and um, becomes, that's, uh, that bodes well for the search engines. Because Mm -hmm. if you're relevant and if you decide to ultimately advertise on those platforms and you have everything configured, everything syndicating properly, you're gonna get seen a lot easier than someone who's just chasing one particular platform or not. So, um, I mean, and these algorithms are are becoming 
more sophisticated and the machine learning, the AI. So you might as well be in every space so that you're being consumed by these algorithms definitely, as well. Yeah, and it'll, it'll definitely enhance your, um, you know, your search engine optimization and all that mm -hmm. um, as well. So with this being the choice of uh, where you're going, uh, what kind of guests do you have in mind like being on the show? Are mm -hmm. you going to stay in one area? Or are you going to try to... Um, make it about as many different things as possible. Where, where are you yeah. headed with that? So we're looking f to focus on five main categories. I mean, we're going to look to interview entrepreneurs, filmmakers, musicians, um, people in the technology space, um, and f influencers. So, um, you know, our online film festival was, you know, ahead of its time back in 2004. Um, and... The, the success of that is because we opened up the, the film festival to all genre of films, you know, 35 minutes or less. And again, if you think about where we were back then, we were really the, the Netflix of online film festivals because at the time, you didn't have any mobile technology. Mm -hmm. No one was really streaming content on their phone. You were, you know, logging into HaydenFilms.com. You were voting on the, the film. And then what made us unique is we took the top four films based on um, people who watched and viewed and consumed the, uh, the films on their desktop. Um, then we took those four films and celebrated them at a, a true... Um, you know, red carpet event at the Directors Guild of America Theater. Mm -hmm. However, because of that online space and the globalization of content distribution, we don't think our audience is going to just come from Pennsylvania. You know, what we're going to try to do with, with our platform, Hayden Films Verge, is really uh, make it open to having a team of researchers looking for the next person that's interesting as an entrepreneur or a filmmaker, that filmmaker could be uh, an obscure filmmaker all the way up to an A-list filmmaker. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to limit who our um, guests will be. Um, however, we want to use almost like a journalistic approach where we're going to actually you know, spend maybe a whole week and then putting the potential guest on a table and like talking about who may be a better topical guest and who may our audience may be interested in. Um, we could also maybe perhaps have um, a process where you can nominate the next guest um, to okay. be on the show, things like that. So we want to try to do as many um, in-person interviews through our podcast because we want it to be both audio and, and visual with recording it you know, on camera. However, um, we're not opposed to you know, making it a call-in session as well. And we'll look right. into that, whatever makes more sense. Okay, so not not limiting the the type of guests you want to have is going to be great for for keeping those options open. Um, a different way I can kind of ask this is if you had a sort of target audience in mind, or if it, if that was going to kind of come about later, because I know certain people, like uh, we mentioned Gary Vee a lot, um, his he kind of targets or does well with eighteen to twenty five year old alpha males. He likes to call his mm -hmm. his target group. Um, I didn't know if you had a certain audience in mind or if you were just kind of going to let it develop and then take a look at the statistics and then kind of base your future shows more around that sort of direction. Yeah, I, I, th I think that's a really good approach. We, we know we want to be in the podcast space. And, you, you know, if you look at certain niche markets that are out there, sometimes you might miss that niche market because you avoided it all together because of some sort of preconceived notion, well, that's not the right demographic. Mm -hmm. 
at this point, you're not necessarily going to know what the demographic is until you actually analyze the um, analytics. Mm. What we do know is that we have, you know, maybe three to four guests already lined up that's going to be on our show. Um, and I think, you know, letting the audience kind of settle in and see who gravitates towards it. Yeah. Um, I think exactly. And then I think what we'll do then, you know, on a monthly and quarterly basis, really just start looking at the data and let the analytics dictate where our content um, continues. That's not to say that, you know, we're not going to be interested in, you know, again, certain areas, you know, entrepreneurship and leadership and, and, and technology, I think is, is an, a very big factor for Hayden Films Institute. Mm. I mean, we want to be involved in doing research and case studies. So, you know, um, that particular focus may still be super niche and it may be a, a smaller audience on certain topics, mm. but I think it's all about the quality of some of our shows as well, you know, because, you know, the, the Institute, I mean, we have a core part of our mission is to empower and educate. So, you know, sometimes some of the content that you produce may not have the wide audience today, but it'll use kind of like the old Hollywood style back in the day, 30, 40 years ago, you would have a film, it wouldn't open wide to 4,000 theaters. Mm. They would actually, you know, open it to maybe 200, 300 theaters and let the film grow legs and actually go and then increase its distribution after the fact. So using that kind of concept. Gotcha. And um, as far as your plan, in between the release of these shows, you, you talked a lot about micro content. Are you going to have a team behind you kind of distributing, like cutting down these videos, cutting down this audio um, to start releasing um, some more snippets on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat stories, and all of that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's going to be the goal. I mean, we're going to try to cut everything down. Obviously, we're going to stay within the realm of, um, you know, the, the one minute length for video on Instagram. You know, if it's Snapchat, 15 second, 10 second, whatever the, the norm is for each platform. Um, but the other component to that is not only cutting it up in, into snippets, but how do you cross pollinate some of the content? How do you use one platform to promote the longer form podcast or the longer form YouTube video? Because there's going to be people that are going to be driving that may not have, you know, the full 15 minutes to listen to the podcast because they're literally only seven minutes away from work. Right. However, because, you know, they have an opportunity to work in a creative environment, maybe they'll be able to listen to the long form podcast at work on iTunes. So we just, again, um, want to be able to cut up the content content in an efficient manner and get it syndicated all in one shot um, once it's ready to go. All right. That sounds awesome. Um, this has been great. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else you want to give to your listeners right now, just let them know. Yeah. Well, we, we, like I said, just, you know, for all the listeners that are out there, we just hope everyone is as excited as we are for the new um, venture we're ready to embark on. And um, we look forward to um, telling everyone's stories to the world. That's right. This is going to be a big project. There's going to be some awesome guests on this show, and I think, I think we're going to do it well. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for your time. All right. Checking out.